What are the brightest minds in the world saying about your social media strategy? In this episode, I speak to Dr. Ben Shields, Professor of Managerial Communications at MIT, about the power of focus and knowing your audience. Welcome back to the Brain and Brand Show. I'm Timothy Maurice, and today's show is short and straight to the point. I'm increasingly interested in how to apply persuasion principles on social media, but particularly LinkedIn. I turned to one of my professors from business school at MIT to offer us answers. When it comes to your ability to position yourself and influence your stakeholders, social media and particularly LinkedIn has become a vital channel to execute your strategy. Enjoy. Ben Shields, welcome to the Brain and Brand Show. Timothy, it's great to be with you. So you're a professor at MIT. Share a little bit about your focus and your work. So I focus on how new communication technologies are affecting customer experiences and business models. And my primary focus over the last several years has been in the social media space. And I uh, came to MIT as a director of social media and marketing from ESPN, a sports media company. And since I've been at MIT, I have been focusing my teaching and research on how organizations and leaders can maximize the business value of social media and recently came out with a, a book called Social Media Management, Persuasion, and Network Culture, which shares a perspective and uh, best practices and strategies for organizations and leaders to make the most of these new, amazing, complicated communication platforms. This social media space is evolving extremely fast. You know, what is something you think in this kind of fast-moving world that professionals, executive entrepreneurs are often getting wrong, the thing that kind of stands out the most? I think there's a prevailing notion across industries that we have to be everywhere in social media, every single platform. We need followers. We need likes. We need as many shares as possible. The reality is these social media platforms are communication channels, and the best way to put them to use is to help you achieve your business goals. And whenever I talk with organizations and leaders, I want to ground the discussion and say, what are you hoping to achieve? Where are you trying to create value? And once we have a clear understanding of those goals and the value they're trying to create, then we can start to have the discussion of, okay, how might you use different social media platforms to further your own goals? So I like to advise people, don't do social media just to do it. Use these tools to further your goals. And it may seem like a, an obvious point, but uh, the fact that all companies or leaders need is an email address to launch a social media platform means that, uh, you know, sometimes you just do it for no strategic reason. But let's refocus the conversation and ask, well, how can you get value out of these platforms? One of my favorite terms in science is patternicity, the idea that data numbers patterns often produce pictures and you know your work and your focus on analytics and data is showing that people are starting to become very almost like demonstrative around these numbers and data share a little bit about the value and the importance of data in the social media space the great thing about social media data from a business standpoint and from a communication standpoint, is you get immediate feedback on whether your message is resonating. 
And, you know, in more traditional communication settings, you know, uh, you might, uh, get the ratings from a TV show, you know, uh, the next day, right? Uh, you might get feedback on a speech, you know, uh, in, in a week or so, right? Uh, but in social media, you get immediate feedback. So that's where we take advantage of principles of iteration. You know, when you post content, on social media, because of that immediate feedback, you get a sense of what's working and what isn't, and then you use that information to apply to the next content that you post. So, you know, for communicators, for executives, for organizations, uh, taking advantage of the real-time information that social media platforms give you about the performance of your content is a real opportunity to be even more effective communicators. One of the things that people are really concerned about is the potential to use bots and pay for the manipulation of uh, data and how it can create pictures that are not necessarily accurate or true. How do you kind of protect yourself? What are some things we should look out for in that kind of um, in that space? Well, it is a real issue, and quite frankly, it's an evolving one. I mean, we have starting to get more commitments from the social platforms that they are going to continuously rid their platforms of, of bots, and so, you know, we... We hope that is going to be the case. I think the real focus is, you know, if you're putting these platforms to use in, in, in furthering your goals, uh, then you might be in a better position to evaluate whether or not these social media efforts are successful for you. Uh, you know, I think it's really easy to get caught up in, wow, we need 10 million, 12 million, 15 million followers, but if... 30% of those followers are bots, not going to drive anything meaningful for your business. So I keep on going back to this notion of, you know, sometimes in social media, it's not about quantity of followers. It's about, well, do you have the right audience that is following on social media? And are you able to activate that audience uh, to not only give them value, but to also help you create value? So that's where I think the conversation needs to be focused. Speaking of focus, let's lock in quickly on LinkedIn. You know, for the average professional, they often use that channel as their primary um, source of communicating to their colleagues and potential colleagues and so forth. Uh, give us a two or three tips. Like if person listening going, you know, I need to get serious about let's LinkedIn. What is two or three kind of tips from MIT that we can take for it? Well, and I'm just going to be very practical here because we are about mind and hand here at MIT and you know, whatever we teach, we want it to be immediately practical. So I think the first point is that uh, you have an opportunity not to let someone else define who you are. You can define who you are via your LinkedIn presence. So be active in curating your presence effectively so that you can set the agenda for how you're talked about. So that's point one. From a tactical pers- perspective, that includes everything from having uh, the right profile picture, to including the right keywords in your headline and your summary, to making sure that you have uh, the right skills that reflect your skill set as part of your LinkedIn profile. So those are really easy wins that are, are increasingly becoming table stakes on LinkedIn. Second point that I would mention is, you know, LinkedIn obviously is a, a different form of a resume in the digital age, but increasingly on LinkedIn, people have the opportunity to post original content or their thoughts or ideas. So it's one thing to say that you have a skill and that's on your LinkedIn profile. It's another thing to write a post that clearly demonstrates your knowledge about a particular topic or 
the fact that you do have a skill in a certain area. So the other point that I would make in addition to making sure that you're defining how you want to be perceived through your presence is to come up with a content strategy that shows the proof is in the pudding, so to speak, right? That you not only say you have skills, but you actually prove it through your content. And lastly, your thoughts around having someone sort of post on your behalf you know, there's this sort of this authenticity dynamic. People are able to detect often whether or not you're doing it or not. What are your thoughts about having someone else? I am not in favor of the ghostwriter tactic. I think that social media users are far too savvy at determining whether or not the real person is behind the page or the feed. And so I would not advocate that approach. I think if uh, you are interested in social media and you want to do it well and authentically, you're going to have to learn it and do it yourself. You can get some support, so there's no question about that. I mean, it would require some conversations, some research, some support, and that's all well and good, but at the end of the day, it's got to come from you. Do you think Donald Trump is doing this posting himself? There's been some reports on this. I mean, I don't have any insider knowledge, but there's been some reports that he does have a uh, social media director that he works very closely with. And the implication there is that, uh, you know, while he may not be the one to always literally type the tweets, um, he is working very closely with the person that does. And, uh, you know, I think that that's been his approach. And again, that's been documented. And clearly he's, you know, he's intimately engaging his people using this, this platform. Thank you very much, Ben. Uh, your book, Social Media Management, Persuasion and Network Culture. Are people able to engage outside of MIT community? Are they able to engage your work? And if so, where can they find it? Yes, absolutely. Uh, our publisher is Oxford University Press, so you can find that through the publisher's website. And of course, there's a small little company called Amazon. Uh, that also uh, sells the book. So uh, thank you for your interest. Thanks so much, Dr. Shields. And as Ben points out, if you need strategic advisory, feel free to give me a shout. You can email me, podcast at timothymaurice.com or tmw at timothymaurice.com. Translating your value on these vital platforms is not about simply putting yourself out there, but explicitly about directing your value in the minds of the people who matter to your success. Please rate the show and share this with someone you care about. Until next time.